Combo Breaker, a one-two punch of enthusiasm. Each week, I present a tiny interruption to share something that I'm digging on. I'm your host, Cole, and you can check out OKRetro.Zone to stay on top of new podcasts, videos, and more. So, here we go. I hope you all are staying safe and healthy. It is still some weird times out there. I felt very optimistic this week and absolutely devastated by reality. Is this the new normal? But for every moment I have felt like crawling back into bed, I've had another jolt of inspiration or some form of energy to put towards something new. Whether it's watching a new show, which oddly I don't ever do, or exploring the depths of the internet, exploring Mighty Max toys. That is a recent development in my life. But I'm trying to grab hold of all the things that inspire me and trying to channel that into something, you know, maybe productive. Or at least to learn something new. While I've been in quarantine zone, like probably most of us, it's been hard to get excited. But as I build up to talking about the Imagineering story, I wanted to give a little context as to why it speaks to me the way it does. So let's take a trip down memory lane, I guess. So in undergrad and graduate school, I majored in fine art. In undergrad, I didn't really have a full-fledged idea of what the hell I was doing. I was mostly exploring processes and materials. But my senior comprehensive show was called Have You Seen This Man? And it explored Bigfoot, roadside gaffes, the need to find evidence, and I even staged a full setup of a workspace as a researcher where I would, in earnest, sit down during the show's runtime, I guess, and look up, you know, sightings and chart, chart out dates and weather and all the circumstantial information that was out there. I wanted that space to feel lived in. Side note... The show never was as grandiose as I wanted it to be because, fun fact, you can sprain your back trying to move your truck off of a sheet of ice. Yep, so that happened. Uh, But I did build, you know, this, I guess, quote, life-size Bigfoot for the show. In grad school, I became obsessed with natural history museums. One, for the museum dioramas and the layered narratives that occur there. To the institutionalization of things. If something is on a podium, we revere it differently. But also there's this whole like imperialism thing, uh, but that's not why we're here right now, I guess. So we don't need to get into that. But the dioramas pushed me to explore other fabricated spaces like Disney World. The illusions, the forced perspective, the sulfur smell as you descend into Pirates of the Caribbean, the narratives... I was into the details. Mickey Mouse wasn't even secondary to me. Or 10th dairy, is that a word? Super not. But that brings me to the Imagineering story. It is a mini docu-series on Disney Plus uh, that aired originally fall of 2019. It focuses on the history of the Imagineering team and a bit of the history of the Disney parks as it relates to the Imagineering. The series is six episodes, and I really enjoyed episodes one and two, titled The Happiest Place on Earth and What Would Walt Do, respectively. Episode one focuses on the construction of Disneyland and how the Imagineers got involved with the World's Fair in 1964. I think it was in New York. Uh, And the second episode covers Roy, who's Walt's brother, taking over the reins of the Walt Disney World Project in Florida. And then, you know, also exploring those ideas of Epcot. 
but I love these in particular because so much of the video and the photos remind me of like photos of natural history museums and dioramas under construction. And I mean, of course it does. It's using a lot of the same materials and techniques, but those images run parallel in my mind to like exploration and new discoveries, which makes sense just in a different way. They were exploring technology and pushing that into having talking and singing birds and, and building the largest pepper ghost illusion in the world. The other four episodes cover the trials and tribulations of the Imagineering team. The teams kind of fall out of favor, or I guess out of sight of leadership, and to the, like, to the Imagineers pushing new technologies and ushering in a new wave of Disney, I guess I'm, I'm going to say magic? Ugh, I'm already mad at myself. Uh, but I don't say that lightly. But like, if you've seen Honda Anaka or The Shaman in Pandora, and tell me those robotics like aren't insane. Also, there's a life-size Millennium Falcon and a hologram of Ray. Like, hello. There's like this huge push into how technology can be used in a whole different way. With this series, I will admit I was apprehensive at first. It's a docu-series made by Disney about Disney, but it isn't afraid to share where it has faltered in its history, and I can respect that. But I just love the dedication it takes for some of these projects. That the mindset of good enough isn't always enough. It has to be just right. But then there's some projects that just kind of fall apart and you can see it happening as they document it. And you're like, oh yeah, that was nightmare fuel. But yeah. At one point, Joe Rohde, who is one of the lead Imagineers, actually I think he was in charge of the Animal Kingdoms project. Um, he talks about the architecture in Animal Kingdom, specifically like in Africa. Uh, he's like, you have corrosion and like crumbling facades and he attributes that or at least explains it as and I'm going to super like paraphrase it here but like people aren't in charge of that space nature is in control of the land and people work around it so the architecture is secondary to like surviving in that space because nature is there I don't know it was really cool um for him to propose it as that way um because like it then spirals from there with narratives you know it brings another, brings so many layers of like context to that space, you know, like life finds a way. Jurassic Park, come on, come on. I could go on forever, but I find it inspiring, you know, that so much sprung from one man's imagination and then was fueled by so many more that came to back him and the enthusiasm and tenacity of which ideas were explored. Sure, not always, but you know, but scope out the show. Even just wiring a dang bird so its beaks and wings moved, let alone like, you know, having multiple birds or walls that stretch to reveal larger paintings. I don't know. It's it's the storytelling. And it is the storytelling. The storytelling of all those imagineering components that do it for me. Cool, there's a castle and fireworks and a sorcerer mouse. Like, that's neat. But I love the imagineering story because it showcases why I love stepping out onto Main Street, USA or stumbling into fantasy land. It is the teleportation into stories. I never pay attention to time or the outside world when I've been at Disney World, or Disneyland for that matter, uh, because it's worlds away. Instead of reading or watching stories unfold, the Imagineers have built experiences for those stories to happen around you, and it's inspiring to see their story in the Imagineering story. If you're looking for inspiration, I recommend you check out this show. It highlights major Imagineers throughout the years and the expansions into Asia and Europe. How Disney California Adventure kind of biffed it real good out of the gate and basically had to be revised and revisioned while the public could access it. Uh, it's just a real good, feel-good show for those who love storytelling and making. 
I haven't earnestly made any artwork myself since graduate school, and that's a whole nother story. But watching this may be a little bit of wine, and of course enjoying other content creators and their work have really put a cannon blast full of air into my sails. Making things and storytelling are two actions that should never be overlooked, especially now. And I myself am done ignoring that within me. So I hope you join me. I hope you get inspired and scope out this really enjoyable series. I'll leave it there for now, or we'll be here for another half hour at least. But thank you for listening to Combo Breaker for a one-two punch of enthusiasm. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast, and if you did, I hope you share it with a friend. And follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Twitch at OKRetroZone to see what I'm up to. We're still on Super Mario 64, and each Saturday we're hanging out just chatting and collaborating with some RPG Maker. I hope you all have a fantastic week. Until next time. Combo Breaker!